0: Hey Potters, welcome to episode 268 of Cosplay the Podcast for all things cosplay. Yay. Happy post-snow day, everybody!
1: Uh, whose snow day? It wasn't our snow day.
0: It was for some of
1: us. <laughs> it wasn't it, our it, snow not, day!
0: <laughs> not, not, not snow day as in, like, day off of work or school. That's snow what day a snow day is! Where
1: That's what a snow day is! <laughs> to go outside to make stupid snowmen in our two inches of snow and the five inches of ice.
0: On the days when it snowed here, I still had to go into work and school.
1: Yeah, same. It seems like kids (laughs) – hashtag not my snow day. It seems like (laughs) kids these days, at least in our region, when there is a little bit more of inclement weather, they're much more willing to, like, call a day off of school. It it seems like it happens a lot more because I know there were loads of times that I went in and the roads were completely frozen over. And we're like, nope, school's still in session. Uh You got to go. Like, Okay. thank you we'll risk our lives for this piddly education thanks
0: we still had classes sometimes they would let us outside for like 15 minutes worth of break where we could just kind of like get it out of our system but then we had to go back and we had to go back to class but yes it is very cold in texas and that means that Amber was not able to resin cast as she had planned because it would never set if I did.
1: Oh, no. And
0: uh, <laughs> it, it would remain a, you know, soupy mess in my mold, I'm sure, if I tried. But uh, I've also been out of town for the past two weeks. And the government doesn't usually, like people flying with sharp objects like sewing needles and scissors on planes. And so I was not able to take my cosplay with me.
1: You can take a sewing needle on a plane. I know. Cause I have done this cause I've done cross stitching on a plane cause I need things to keep me busy or I don't like, I don't like flying. Just, flying, just flying.
0: I stand by my statement. They don't tend to like it when you do,
1: but you can still legally do it.
0: <laughs> In some cases. And there are restrictions that said. Uh, That means I do not have any cosplay updates for you all, (laughs) in contrast to my huge cosplay update last episode. So see, everything balances out.
1: It balances out. And it balances out well because you took the time to make a very lovely tutorial for us. So you make up for it. It's fine. Not a big deal. Yes,
0: I don't have any, like, things I made to show you right now physically, but I do have a tutorial to show you guys later in the episode.
1: Okay, well, that'll work. Not that it helps any, because I don't have any cosplay updates either. Because, like Amber, I was super busy, and I had three very good reasons for that. One work, because I was in training all last week, and by the time I got home, I was immediately in bed, crashing, because it was just a long week. Second, I was editing Amber's tutorial. (laughs) And thirdly, a friend of mine got a medium house in Final Fantasy XIV, asked me to decorate it. So, of course, I'm going to spend what little precious free time I have decorating it, because I do have a very bad obsession with Final Fantasy XIV, so clearly my priorities were redirected. It's great times. So this is why I did not do any cosplay. I guess reason number four is because I was working on Alcon stuff. Um, that I think that's a valid that's fourth true. reason too.
0: <laughs> Indeed, and of course, speaking of Alcon, which you all have heard us announce it before, we are running the cosplay contest at Alcon, and signups are in fact open. Mm-hmm. So if you would like more information, you are welcome to go to AllCon's website, we have all of the rules and everything posted on the website, and then we also have a form where you can sign up, please keep in mind that we are limiting capacity for the number of people that can sign up and that's just so that we can make sure that everything runs smoothly within a reasonable timeframe, because we would love for you guys to be able to eat dinner and hang out at the con and not spend all day at a cosplay contest because we know how that goes. So if you would like to participate, if you think you're going to participate and just aren't sure yet, we would still encourage you to sign up because if for any reason you need to cancel, that's perfectly okay. No judgment, no blame laid whatsoever. We understand that life gets in the way and things change. But if you think you might sign up anyway, just so that you can kind of get that foot in the door.
1: Hopefully we'll be able to announce some of the prizes in the next couple of weeks or so, because some things are still getting finalized here and there. So I'm just keeping fingers crossed that we can get this all done and the last bit uploaded and then be like, okay, here's all the stuff. Here's what we're giving away. Go. (laughs) Yep.
0: And we'll be at a new hotel. Yep. Bigger room.
1: Much bigger room. So that
0: even more of you can attend and give your support to your fellow cosplayers. So we hope to see many of you there.
1: Yeah. And for those of you who are not really crafty and maybe did a thrift store costume, we have a category Mm -hmm. specifically for that. It's our open category, open exhibition. And it can be whatever you want to wear. If you commissioned it, if you got it from Goodwill, if you went to Party City and put it on, you just want to go up onto a stage and have fun. We got a category just for that. And we do give out a prize for that category too. So anybody Mm -hmm. can enter where we're all open and welcoming about it.
0: We try and be as inclusive as possible and so children are also welcome to enter so if you want to say enter as a family or as a group you're also welcome to do that we highly encourage it we're we're pretty you know cool about things generally we'll let anybody enter as long as you know you conform with legal requirements and the convention and guidelines sort of, yeah and, and the <laughs> convention guidelines that's pretty much all that we ask of you and we ask that you're honest and upfront about whether you made the costume or not so that we can put that's you it. in the appropriate category
1: that's it i mean that's it we're, we're pretty easygoing. at the same time we understand because we've been in the cosplay contest scene for a long time so we know what people expect what people want and we try our best to meet those needs which is why we keep the contest short and fun and easy going for everybody we don't want it to be stressful we want everybody to
0: just have a good time. Mm-hmm. And as far as I've seen thus far, we really do have a good time. We rock it. Yeah. Now, granted, obviously it's not only us that's making the effort to do this. We have a lot of helpers, a lot of volunteers, a lot of behind the scenes, uh, people who are helping us put all this together. And of course, the contestants that are going through and showing their stuff on stage, which it is not easy if you've never done a cosplay contest, If you've never done a cosplay contest, ours is a really good first one to try out because it is so low key and low stress. If you ever wanted to go up and practice strutting your stuff on stage and you're just really anxious about it, try ours first.
1: Ours is pretty casual and easygoing. I mean, yeah. we still have our rules and we still have professional judges. We keep things professional, but we still want everybody to have fun with it. So, and that seems to be the one feedback that I remember we get the most of is like, man, your costume contest is just so relaxing and fun to join. And it's like, it, and it's great for kids too. Cause we've had kids enter our contest plenty of times before. And they're like, they don't get tired or bored by the end of it. Cause they're not sitting eight, 12 hours for judging. It's just in, out, they get their stage time and then they go back to do whatever it's. Good for families, because then they don't have to worry about being late for dinner.
0: <laughs> exactly. We ended a reasonable time so that people can go off and do the things they want to do at the con, because there are plenty of things to do at all con after hours too.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So indeed, again, go to the website if you'd like more details where you can sign up if you would like. Once we reach capacity, unfortunately, we won't be able to accept any more entrance after that. So please get on that ASAP. Alright, do we have anything else for cosplay updates?
1: Nope, I think we can go ahead and run into your tutorial if you want to introduce it.
0: Awesome. Well, over winter break, of course, you all have seen the massive amount of things that I was able to uh, get done in the realm of cosplay. One of the other things that I actually did over winter break is I attempted to salvage some of my wigs. I was basically taking inventory, seeing what sorts of pieces of my cosplays I can save, which I need to discard, which I need to recycle. And I came across my Umi-Wig, my umi Ryuzaki wig, which uh, admittedly I had not taken as good of care of as perhaps I should. And so because wigs are not inexpensive, I decided to try and save it. And I went ahead and thought, well, perhaps this will be useful to you all as well, seeing how you can try and save a wig with some pretty inexpensive tools, a little bit of time and a little bit of effort. So with that, hopefully you enjoy. Hey, Potter's Amber here, and I have a tutorial for you today on how to attempt to save a very, very frizzed out wig. This is actually the wig that I used for Umi Ryuzaki, and as you can see I have not necessarily taken the greatest care of it. It's very, very frizzy, very tangled, and so I'm going to try and salvage it. The first tool that I have, this is a hair straightener, and any hair straightener will do. You don't have to have a fancy one like this that has the gold-plated bars or anything like that, but you do need one preferably that has a low heat setting, and that'll be very important in just a moment. The other tools that I have here are wide-toothed tools, so you see I have a wide-toothed comb right here in my hand, and I also have a wide-toothed brush, and the reason for this is so that you don't pull all of the hair out of your wig. So you want something that's basically very gentle on the wig, and you'll also see me do a lot of finger combing as well as I work through this. This is optional, but if you have any sort of hair clips, that'll help separate the hair into sections, it does tend to be pretty helpful. So I'm going to be working in very, very small sections. So, small section I mean something this small. And yes, that does mean it's going to take you a long, long time to work through this, but, you know, wigs are not the least expensive things in a costume, and they deserve to be taken care of, which I did not do here. So what I'm going to do you can see me very gently separating out you can see even here a lot of the fibers are tangled and that is partially due to the material that they're made of this is one of the older wigs that I have and this is made from a material called Ketakolon, and Ketakolon is a plastic the reason I said earlier that you need a low heat hair straightener is because if the heat in your flattener is too much you'll actually melt the plastic of your wig, and that does not usually tend to go over very well or make it very wearable. I've got my very large claw clip, and I'm just gonna keep that hair separated and off on its own. Alright, so now that I've separated out the section that I want to work on, which is just this right here, and there will still periodically be strands that come off, and that's fine. As you work on the wig, You may find that some of the hair does actually just full-on come out, like human hair. And that's to be expected. You're probably going to lose a little bit of hair in the wig as you do this work. If you lose an excessive amount, you may not be able to save the wig, just because there won't be enough fibers here left in the wig for you to salvage. So this is why you always use the wide-tooth tools, and you want to be very, very gentle. I'm barely pulling here. As you can see, no effort. I'm not pulling whatsoever with effort. It's not like my human hair, which I would totally drag this brush through. But I'm being very, very gentle. And you work from the bottom to the top. And the reason for that is because the less pressure you have up here, the more you'll save the wig and you'll shed less of the hair. So you work through it and detangle from bottom to top, Less tangle here means less effort pull, means lose less hair. So I'm starting at the bottom and I'm just very, very gently brushing out the fibers going from the bottom to the top and if I need to pull up and out toward me instead of pushing down, that's okay. Get resistance doing this light motion then you can actually stop and just finger comb it and finger separate the fibers because effectively what you're trying to do with this whole technique is you want the fibers of the hair straight. You don't want this frizz right here. You can see some of the hair is coming out to the side. You want it to be as straight as possible so that the straightener can do its work. Anything that's too tangled will simply be effectively melted into a tangled position and then you really won't be able to fix it then it really won't be salvageable. So I'm just very gently using my fingers here. You can see this is definitely very, very frizzed, and just this sort of plastic, Kanekalon is actually very easy to get tangled, and it's very hard to untangle. Just that's the nature of having plastic hair fibers. The newer wigs that you can buy nowadays with different synthetics are actually much, much easier to take care of and they don't tangle as much. So I've got relatively straight hair here. So what I'm going to do, is I'm going to take my hair straightener, or flattener. Come on, there we go. So I've got this. And I'm going to start with small sections. And I'm going to give it just a little bit of pressure, just a little bit, barely any pressure. Pull down, let go. And you may actually see smoke rising just a touch from my hair straightener. And what does that mean? It means it's too hot. So I actually I have an adjustable one, so I'm going to take my little knob right here, and I'm going to dial it down just a bit. Now you'll notice that I'm actually turning flattener just a bit. I'm not just going straight like this, I'm actually turning it just a bit, almost like you would curl human hair. And the reason for that is it gives just a little bit of tension to help pull the plastic fibers straight, because what you're doing with the hair straightener is you're heating the plastic. And for anyone who's worked with thermoplastics knows that when you heat plastic, it becomes a lot more malleable. You can change the shape of it, which is what we want to do with our hair. We want to change the shape from frizzy like this, down here, to something that is more straight, like this up here. And the way that you do that is you have to heat up the plastic to just hot enough that you can change the shape, but not so hot that you basically melt the fibers. Melty wigs are not desirable. So I am turning just a little bit. I'm trying to keep my arms out of the way so that you can actually see what I'm doing. And you can see as I am working the straightener through the hairs that they're already getting a lot smoother and a lot straighter. If you have a particularly frizzy spot, you can let the straightener sit for a very short period of time. So you can see I can hold it here, and just move it very, very slowly. It's best usually to keep it moving rather than hold onto it like that, especially if you have a very finicky wig like mine is but you can basically work small areas if you need to and just hold it there and let go. Hold it and let go. And you can go over and over the, number, the strands any number of times that you need. And you can see I am actually losing a little bit of hair. You can see small pieces right there. So just like when you brushed it, you're going to work from the bottom to the top with progressively larger pieces. So I'm kind of midway up going back over places I've already worked, and then I go a little bit further up, same thing. Just still turning the hair straightener just a little bit, very, very little pressure, and pull out. It's almost like you would with human hair. One thing I would like to caution you about is I have found from experience, whenever you have just gone over a hair section, so if I hold it here and then I let go, this spot is going to be very, very hot, even without the straightener on it. So, you're going to have to let it sit for several seconds before you can actually touch it with your hands. You will burn yourself if you try and touch the very hot sections of the hair too quickly. Now, even after I've worked this with a straightener several, several times, you'll notice that the bottom part of it is still a little bit frizzy and wavy. That is hair that cannot be salvaged. Just, it's the nature of the material, like I mentioned. What you can do is just trim off most of this frizz right here. You can trim that off with scissors. And of course, when you trim hair with scissors, you don't necessarily have to just go straight across because that will be a very blunt cut.
1: Hey potters, editor Val jumping in to clarify about cutting your wig. This section Amber is about to cover is how to cut the ends of the wig. It's important to do the cutting after you've completely detangled and attempt to defrizz the wig, not during. You'll want the wig on a head form so you can do a more even cut. If you cut the sections while the wig is laying down, you'll be pulling the fibers from random spots and cutting and it will come out choppy And require far more work for you to fix afterwards thus more wig hair loss it is far easier to cut and adjust when the wig is on a head form we're going to go back to amber and she's going to show you how to cut the ends
0: you can actually do straight across and then you cut parallel so perpendicular first and then parallel more like you would cut human hair and that'll give it a more natural sort of cut and that way you only cut off the damaged part and you save every other part of this wig. So what you would do is repeat this process with different sections of hair, and as I finish the section of hair and I'm satisfied with it, I lay it over here into this claw clip right here. So these are the done sections. These are the ones that still need to be done. If your hair straightener is like mine, it may have an auto-off switch. Mine lasts for 60 minutes, and that means that I can only work on this wig, for 60 minute chunks at a time, and then the straightener is going to shut itself off, and that's for safety. And that's a good thing, because it's also a really good reminder to go hydrate, take a break, you know, walk away for a few minutes, because you don't really want to be spending four hours straight working on this wig. And realistically, the amount of time it will probably take me to finish straightening out and trying to salvage this wig really will be probably a good six to eight hours. And I know that sounds like a lot of time, but it's simply because the sections that you work in are so small and the wig is so large that it will simply take me that amount of time to go through all of that number of sections. If you have a smaller wig, or if it's even shorter, if it's shoulder length, then it will take you a lot less time to salvage it. If you have one of these sitting around in your closet from an older cosplay and you want to try and save it, this is definitely a method that you can use A good hair straightener will probably only cost you about $15 to $20 for, I'd say, an average model. If you want to go for the nicer model, you certainly can do that. But again, you know, these cost a couple of dollars each. Claw clips are about a dollar each. Very inexpensive outside of the wig itself. To avoid having to do this in the first place, it's much better to take care of your wigs as soon as you are done cosplaying in them. Please take off the wig, brush it out, If it's long like this, go ahead and braid it very, very, very loosely and then put it back inside its packaging. There is special conditioning spray that you can use for wigs specifically. They also make detangler for wigs. You can spray that on here to try and help as you're doing the brushing and as you're doing the finger combing. It won't really help you. You can't put styling spray in this to help with the straightening. It just doesn't really work because the fibers are already out of shape. You can use the detangler as you're doing the detangling portion, but when you get to the straightening portion, there's really not much you can do, plus the less spray and chemicals you have on it, the better that the heat tool will actually work. Hopefully this was helpful. If you are trying to save a wig, I absolutely wish you the best of luck because it is a very time-intensive process, but I think you'll be really happy with it when you're done. Well, hopefully that was helpful for you all. I tried to keep the tools, you know, very inexpensive and very accessible so that if you want to try this method on any of your own wigs, that hopefully it will be in reach for you. Now, granted, I've not finished going through the process of trying to salvage the wig, as you guys saw in the video. The ends were still pretty frizzy. And there's not much I can do about that. It's just what the material is made of, and there's only so much you can do to it. Sure. But... You know, it may end up that I have to replace it, but at least I gave it an effort because that's far better than just throwing it in the trash. And even if I can't salvage the whole wig, then at least I can trim the ends off and I can use it that way. Or if I decide that that's not good enough, I can make wefts out of, you know, the fibers that are still good because there's still plenty of hair that's good on the wig. It's just the ends that are bad.
1: And that tends to happen with frizziness when it comes to wigs. I mean, there's always a possibility that you can repurpose it for a completely different costume. You're like, oh, yeah, this mm-hmm. is the same color hair that I could need. It just needs to be shorter anyway. So if I'm going to cut it, hey, mm-hmm. cut it to the style. We're good.
0: Plus, it'll be easier to maintain. The shorter the wig is, the less that you have to worry about it tangling. Which, yes, I know all of my characters have Godiva hair. That's what Can't Amber help that. does. Can't help that. But... I still want to try not to throw out anything that I don't have to. Anything I can recycle, reuse, whatever I need to do, then I would rather do it. So that's what I'm going to try and do with this wig. I'll still try and salvage it. If not, I'll save what I can. And then I'll just buy another one and take much, much better care with it. That is how you can avoid having to try to save the wig in the first place. Maintain your (laughs) wigs. As soon as you're done wearing it, you take the wig off. You gently brush it out. If you have wig conditioner, spray that in there. If it's long, loosely braid it, put it back in its package. And then when you get home, you can do the whole, you know, actually washing it with your shampoo and conditioner and, and, you know, taking good care of the wig.
1: Heck, even when you put the wig on your head, run a dryer sheet over it. It's a yes. good way to help with the frizzing and the tangling. Initially, it's not foolproof because no no wig is completely tangled Nothing free is. That doesn't exist, but that does help lessen it.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you can also use the remaining dryer sheet on your cosplay as well. Mm-hmm. Because static is a thing at conventions, unfortunately, especially if you live, like we do, in a fairly dry climate. Yay! Yay! You can have a very electrifying time at a convention very easily.
1: My hair has been appreciating it lately.
0: Oh yeah. Hmm. But anyways, I hope that was helpful for you all. Uh, If you have any feedback, please feel free to leave it for us for future tutorials, as we, we do listen to you all and we try and bring you helpful content. All right. Well, do we have anything else for this episode?
1: Nothing else is on the docket
0: rock on well of course if you have ways that you would like to share that you use to save your wigs or of course if you would like to give us other tips for salvaging cosplay so that we you know put less in the landfill feel free to join in the conversation via any of our social media which of course you can find here
1: all the information is located right there underneath amber for those of us who are watching for those who are listening visit us at cospod.org on facebook and instagram at cosplay Podcast, or on youtube and twitter at cospodcast
0: or of course you can email us podcast at cospod.org, where you'll get an answer from each one of us, along with a select Nick Cage meme.
1: Absolutely. hundred percent guaranteed.
0: <laughs> and you can take that to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, please stay safe, stay healthy out there. Keep working on those cosplays so that we can all see your smiling, shining faces in cosplay at a convention local to us ASAP, perhaps all con. Mm? Mm, that'd be nice. otherwise we will see you all in next episode 269 happy cosplaying everybody take care good night bye guys